Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I'm your host, Shyway, and of course, we're covering all things HCS once again. A lot happening in the world of Halo. Halo 3 has been popping off. UGC sold 96 team passes for a massive event. This is unprecedented in the HCS. So let's kick off this show with an awesome announcement. Tony, you got the graphic. You can throw it up. I'd like to announce that we are officially opening it up to 128 teams now for the HCS. There we have it with the graphic. 128 teams. This is this has never been seen since the inception of HCS. So if you guys want to grab your team pass, now is the time to do it. Understand that the, the first set of team passes sold out in a day. The second set sold out in like an hour. The third set sold out in another day after that. And now we're on to the fourth set. I have no idea how fast this is going to sell. And I've got two other things to talk about as well to keep tabs on. You can also volunteer for this event, guys. If you want to volunteer, you will get a free pass into the event. And this could do, you, you can get experience as a referee. You can help out in a variety of different ways with setting up the event as well. So check out ugc.gg slash volunteer to be involved as volunteer and stick around till the end of the show today because we're going to be giving away a team pass for free at the end of the show there you go the graphic on screen we have one team pass available all you got to do is be here at the end of the show and guys you got pretty good chances i don't think we've had more than like 70 viewers live watch this show just yet so maybe this will incentivize some more viewership but I mean, that's, that's a pretty good chance to grab a free team pass for what is looking like the hottest Halo event of 2018 so far. So pretty amazing stuff. And of course, you guys know Halo. Halo as a franchise is very competitive. Halo 5 just finished, and it was one of the biggest events. And one of the interesting things about Halo 5 was just how dominant that talk squad was. So dominant that we have not seen a squad dominate quite that much in the past decade. So it brings up an interesting topic of discussion. Which Halo team is the most dominant Halo team of all time, the greatest Halo team of all time. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And of course, I have an amazing individual to bring on the show. This guy is probably the perfect guy to talk about about this because he's been in classic Halo since the inception, a member of the Pinocchio family who started the Land Network, Network, a huge place for Halo competitors, a coach of status, status quo, a coach of final boss. Let's meet Joe Fries. You did I got work it out. It I had to say that. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was. I had such a long intro I wanted to do, but I had to end it with "Let's meet Joe Fries" and, and make sure that that came out. But awesome segment it. that you did, by the way. I, I love that. I wish there were more episodes. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah, we might have to revisit it. I know we have more in the archives. It's just a matter of cutting it up. I don't know how well the film has aged, but yeah, um, hopefully, you know, maybe it would still look good. Who knows? Well. It's exciting because like going back to those interviews, those are like pre-success. Like, like for example, Golden Boy, who is is just massive now. You're talking to Golden Boy, and the guy looked, he looks so young, he looked like a baby in the video. So it's just it's cool to see how much he's like grown and, and changed, and he's just become he's he's getting shouted out by the, the rock on Twitter now, which is insane. Um, but fast forward to the present. I know you were you were at the Envy offices just a second ago. Now you're at you said Assault's house and and you were working with the EG team, the EG video team as well with with Towie. Apparently, I'm not allowed to say the T word. What are you up to over there? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh so I, I yeah, I have a close relationship with the Envy guys. Uh, we actually did a meet Joe Fries with Hastro as well. I don't know if that ever made it oh, out, nice. but you know, he's the owner of Team Envy. Uh, or just Envy now, as they're called. They've rebranded a couple times, so I get I get confused. But yeah, I'm over here at Assault's place. He was on our EG COD roster for the past year, and uh, nice. him and I are good friends because I spent you know the whole year following the COD team as well as following other teams with uh, the EG film department, which is mostly just me and one other guy who does the Dota stuff. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time 
a lot of time with the teams over this past year, a lot of traveling. What are you doing with EG exactly? <clears throat> like what's the role? I'm in, I do all of their video stuff. So anything that comes out on like Instagram, Twitter, that's uh, not like a graphic, like a moving graphic, uh, right. anything that's like video of the guys um, or like, I just did an announcement for we picked up a streamer for Artifact, the card game, mm. the like Dota nice. card game that just came out. Uh, so I did like a little short announcement video for him. It was a cool like poker themed uh, reveals. It, uh, it was actually a lot of fun to work on. So I get a lot of like creative control on stuff that I want to work on. I get to like pitch ideas <clears throat> and stuff. Um, yeah, any anything video related pretty much comes through me, and and I get to do a lot of creative stuff too. So it's it's actually it's it's a lot of fun. I really really enjoy my job. Shout out to EG uh, for putting awesome. me on. It's great. Yeah, I, I mean it sounds amazing. Like one of the biggest things, and it's unfortunate that EG is no longer a part of Halo because I felt like EG was one of like the shining stars of the Halo community with the video content that they had. Like there were so many reasons to support Roy and Lunchbox and Ogre and the boys. It's just because you could you could see their personalities. They had all these videos that would bring out who they were and their their goals as a team, and it just it made you want to root for them and be along with the ride. And I think it brought up the the whole you know the production value of the Halo competitive Halo scene in in a big way as well. And nobody else was really doing it, so it's unfortunate that EG is no longer you know, a part of that circle, but hopefully someday in the future, hopefully Halo, you know, comes back in a big way. Um, now for you, yeah. Halo has been, sorry, you're going to say something. No, no, no. So I was just going to say the up to speed series for Halo was, was cool. It was, uh, oh, every, so every esport needs content like that. It's, it's like the only way to foster growth is to have, you know, get people invested in the personalities that are behind the teams. That's, I mean, it's, it's very, pretty simple and that's why cod's seen so much success because they've had personalities yeah. like nade shot and scump uh even yeah. people like sharp sensor people with big youtube followings that bring that following then back into the competitive scene and increase the viewership it's uh it's a shame that not as many people do it in halo i wish uh i wish more people did yeah yeah and i mean <clears throat> That, yeah, they're mixed mixed views on on Halo and the franchise, whatever it is. I, I hope that it's something that they bring to Halo Infinite and they bring it in a big way. But I completely agree. I think that's the be the best way to to build the personalities, to build these individuals, and then communities as well. I mean, having you know, Roy is one of the biggest individuals in Halo because of all the amazing. I mean, on top of the fact that he's an amazing player, but the video, you know, the videography and all of that helps as well. And when he came back to stream recently, the man popped off. He had over a thousand viewers, and it actually felt like there was a Halo community again. It, it felt like we had disappeared when we. Came came back so it, it really is testament to the kind of quality content that you guys are bringing out and i i, I hope we see more man honestly like it, it was so exciting seeing roy stream it was <laughs> awesome man we had him on the yeah. on the big screen in my living room i had my dad watching it and my mom my mom oh is roy streaming <laughs> the roy's our boy chant man it never stopped uh, uh, that's why my house is a weird place and i walk out and, and throw <laughs> throw the roy stream on on the big screen or throw a throw a fear itself stream on when I'm, when I'm at my parents' house and they just, they go, they sit there right with me and, and have a good time watching it. It's, that's <laughs> so awesome. That's it, no, I can't wait to talk about that, man. Honestly. Um, <clears throat> first let's, let's talk about your history in Halo though. Cause you have a hell of a history in Halo. Of course, you remember the Pinocchio family, you guys have the land network and everything, but how did you even get into Halo and, and how did you go like start going to events? When did all this happen? Man, uh, this, I was like 12, 13. Nice. I, I picked up Halo day, like launch day. 
my dad Halo of course 1. like yeah maniac by every console we got day one <clears throat> with all the launch titles so we had the xbox first day it came out i think i got it a little bit after it came out because my mom wanted to give it to us for christmas but my dad couldn't wait so he he just he threw it to us like before thanks he's like yeah it's the thanksgiving present and we got like the <laughs> xbox the gamecube and what? the playstation 2 what? all the same dude time. i'm freaking jealous what the hell <laughs> I had to buy myself uh, an Xbox. I didn't get the GameCube till like like four years, five years after it came out. It was like 2007, I think I got the game. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, so I mean, we just started playing Halo. It was like the first multiplayer that and like Fusion Frenzy. But we started playing Halo yeah. with my neighborhood. Like my neighbors would come over and we'd play, and like I like they were better than me, and then I became better than them, and then nice. I started reaching out to people in like my middle school and my high school, and I became like better than all of them. And then we made a little team and we we went to this tournament in 2004 the iGames expo x tournaments was like the first national tournament i think for console <laughs> esports 2004 right. they had they had local qualifiers yeah, in every state at land centers where you had to go and compete and if you finished in the top two you got invited or the top four top two you got invited okay. to new york for the national tournament so we qualified in Illinois and then nice. we drove my cousin who was on our team, who was old enough. He's like 21 drove us all to New York and we stayed in New York. We competed in this tournament. We got like top uh, 24, I guess. Uh, but like Walsh was there, like a lot of the big name. I don't think the Ogre twins were there, but like Walsh was there and like a lot of the big names were there. Uh, Little Poison's dad ran it. And that was like, after I did that, that was it. Like, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm going to go to yeah. as many of these as I possibly can. And I'm never going to stop playing this game. And I really didn't. Yeah. I played like eight hours a day, every single day. And then Halo 2 came around, kept doing the same thing. Uh, and then Halo 3, I had just been taking a break. And I started playing again when the game came out. My brother decided that he wanted to play too. He used to play with us back in Halo 1, but he never played Halo 2 with me. And okay. he's like, got hooked on halo three yeah it's like all of his like a lot of the kids that were coming over were like his age like high school kids that i just like started farming to like get a group of eight people because we always played land we like barely ever barely ever did i sit by myself and play in a lobby like we had my dad bought us four xbox 360s and four monitors wow. and we literally had people <laughs> come over and we just like had a group of four playing against kids that were wow. like all separated. So I, I, I grew up on, on like LAN and, and, and awesome. just like playing as a group of four. Uh, but my brother got super into it. And then when he got interested in it, of course, thanks dad. Then we started going <laughs> to tournaments as, as a family and right. my dad fell in love with the game too. My brother got on a pro team, like a second event. And nice. from there it was history. I mean, we started the LAN network, um, after that, I don't, my dad is just like a, a super like innovative guy. He really just was ahead of the curve. Well, I don't even know how he found out that we could, I guess since he knew that they broadcasted the MLG tournaments, he's like, well, we could do this at home and like have tournaments and like practices and we could broadcast the whole thing. And we had stuff yeah. that like still people don't have to this day. It's crazy. So explain that for a second, just in case somebody doesn't know. What exactly is a LAN network? Because this was like huge for, for Halo Pros at the time. Yeah, it was like this this very popular underground like Halo website that had a really like thriving forum. 
and uh, we would hold practices like we six team lands or four team lands or five team lands or three team lands anywhere from three to six teams would fly out to the land network house we like leased a separate house um wow. and we had like a permanent setup two permanent setups really so we had like 16 monitors 16 xboxes it's just like all funded by my dad he's just, like went all out um and we had it on the website you could it, you, it was free for a while but then we we put in like a paywall where you had to buy like a land pass or you could pay like a monthly subscription to watch okay. and you could choose every time there was a land you could choose between all eight point of view like points of view on that's awesome like whatever the main setup was we would have like one off stream and one on stream um and my dad would do all the scheduling to like make sure that teams weren't being like overworked we'd play like everybody would play the same amount of series every day and like we'd have time to like eat and we'd like cook all the meals and stuff my mom would come over and cook like wild man you could shoot literally the person who was watching could choose whoever they wanted to watch out of all the eight players and just watch that person the whole time we had a fantasy component it was that's so ahead of its unbelievable, time unbelievable man yeah it was so fun like and it's crazy because you're, you're housing the best players in halo in the world like you've got you've got walshy the ogres there you've got strong side t-square nated like ninjas there ninjas yeah. like who's massive yeah. now like all, all the biggest pros who are still the biggest pros are, are commentators like anybody who was anybody in halo was in that house grinding together like that must have been an amazing yeah. experience imagine halo like you know semi pros who would get into this house to try to get grind time like that must have been an amazing experience for them as well so it's just the fact that it happened it, like i don't know how much i want to get into it i kind of want to know a little bit about your dad like his passion behind this like can you tell me a little bit about that like what what He's... sparked all this he's uh he's just a classic sports fanatic so like anything okay. that's competitive i feel like i get i definitely picked this up from him it's just like anything that that is competitive we're into like if, if there's a measuring stick we want to see who's better than who we, it's it's just a very it's like it's, it's very black and white like we want to know who's who's the best yeah and and like one through eight and it, it was crazy because a lot of the a lot of the the tournaments like the six teams that showed up were the teams that placed top six yeah top seven you know maybe one other team would sneak in but it was it got like political at times because depending on what team my brother was on you know sometimes we didn't want that other like that rival team or whoever was like the instinct oh or somebody to to come yeah. and get you know that in that 16 land right before the event maybe we'll bring him in right. the first land you know two lands before that and get them their practice and then you know so we can still appease roy and lunch but then later on we'll have a 16 land without them and you know really get the guys ready for the event so uh there was there's was some politicking that went on at towards the end there but uh yeah it was dude it was competitive everybody wanted to be there you if you didn't come right. it was pretty much guaranteed that you weren't going to place in the top eight yes yeah. the other teams were coming in off of like six six days of straight <laughs> land prep like they're playing like eight ten twelve series over the course right. of that time it's like you're at a severe severe disadvantage right right and the land environment is totally different as well like you're getting like the best connection ever even even the way the weapons work and feel is different like certain things about especially, especially with halo 3, halo 3 certain things are 
yeah, are completely different on land. On top of the fact that the online connection, I'm sure, was shoddy in certain ways as well. Like it's it's a totally right. different experience. And just being there with your teammates, being able to look at their monitors and work together on different strategies, like it, it's you know your your head and shoulders above. So pretty pretty unreal. And just the fact that you were part of it, that's that's a hell of a history to just look back on. I gotta say, man, like that's. That's uh, that's pretty unbelievable. My, my some of my fondest memories as a kid was playing a basement land with my friends, and that was just like we, we had two lands together, and that was like my best memories as a kid. You guys, you guys abused know, the system. <laughs> I was spoiled. Yeah. I mean, I had been doing it forever. Like even back to Halo One, we got once we found out what System Link was. I swear to you that every single day of my life, freshman year of high school. I played at least eight hours a day of Halo 1. We had a group wow. of at least uh, probably 10 people. So we had like some subs if some people couldn't make it that day. But we played every single day, Monday to Monday. And we played from like 3 or 4 p.m. as soon as school got out until we our parents called us and we had to go home, like 11 p.m. Yeah. We played the whole time. And then on weekends, we played more. We played 12, 14 hours a day. We couldn't get enough of it. We and we played LAN every single day. Same thing with Halo Two. I did the same thing. Halo Two was more online, I would say. But then, yeah. uh, back when Halo Three got introduced, we went back to landing all the time because we had that crazy setup in my basement and then uh, the LAN network house. But yeah, I feel bad for people that that didn't get to like don't get to. Exp I guess I take it for granted. I really take it for granted. I really do take it for granted. Like I really got to play a lot well, yeah. of like top quality Halo because it's, it's just not the same when you're playing online. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the inception of team houses in general. Like that's why you have all these team houses being formed these days. You guys just kind of got a, a bit of a head start, especially in Halo. But I mean, nowadays when you look at like League of Legends is the biggest esports, you have to be in a team house to be competitive. Like you've got to be playing with your teammates eight hours to, to 14 hours every single day to, to remain yeah. competitive. It's so intense. So, uh, so yeah. And I'm starting to wonder why you were a coach and not a, a pro player. Were you never a, a pro player at any point with all that land time? Uh, I mean, I, I had a brief stint competing in Halo 3. I played three events. One was with some local kids. We didn't do too well. I think we got like top 64. And then the next two events, I had a better team with Art of War and uh, Killer Drew and uh, a guy named Roast Beef. And nice. we placed top 32, top 24, and then I quit. Um, okay. I feel like I really got hurt by taking time off in Halo 2 um i got a girlfriend and and like started playing paintball a lot and like traveling for that um right. to like their version of mlg events or whatever um yeah. so i took a lot of time off and i was just doing like real life stuff uh and i kind of lost most of my shot i feel like in that time and when i came back i tried to switch to claw right when halo 3 came out too and i, I really that really really messed me up that probably was like something that I did that made it was like irrecoverable for me. I couldn't get back to where I was because I used to be like a not misser. Like I used to just crush yeah. because I anybody that plays that much, it's not like a hard thing to I'm not bragging. It's not like a tough thing to do. I played right legitimately thousands and thousands of hours. Like anybody that plays that right. much is going to be good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I hurt myself by quitting and then trying to switch my hand, my hand grip on my controller. And then uh, I just ended up I chose college over trying to compete professionally i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna go to school and see see what happens and ended up not yeah. using my degree at all so 
I could have just played Halo and <laughs> you in the rest of the world. Fine, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, dude, that, that claw grip though is actually the killer for so many people. I feel like you have to be raised on claw for claw to make sense. Like if you're just, your hand just kind of grows into the controller and it just, it works. But uh, if you try to pick up claw in your twenties, it's, it's rough, man. Like I, that's why they have yeah. paddles and I feel like that's a little, little more accessible, but I, I feel yeah, like the Xbox the original, like the, yeah, the four, I, I'm using four paddles right now. Like I, I tried holding, no, they before. remade the Duke. Oh, before Pat, it was before, before Pat. Yeah, before yeah. they had any custom they controllers, really. I was yeah. excited that I got a controller that had paint on it, that had my logo and like my gamer right, tag right. on it. I thought that was the coolest yeah, thing ever. <laughs> and now, now people have paddles and stuff. It's so much easier for people to play now. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I was thinking like maybe it had to do with like the ergonomics of the controller as well. Like if you look at the Duke controller, the original Xbox controller, it's so easy to claw on that. It's like built to claw. Like it's just the position of the it has buttons. It like that downward slope. slope on the side yeah. where you can like kind of reach up. Right, right, right. But if you play an Xbox One controller, I don't know, maybe my hands are too big or something. It just, it, it feels, it feels really awkward for me. Very um, rigid. But anyway. Like, like, like a breadstick. <laughs> Like <laughs> exactly like like a press. It just doesn't work. I'm gonna snap it. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, you stuck with it. You stuck with uh, competitive hell. You were there. You know, you're watching, experiencing it, and uh, and a lot happened. You know, the, the land network unfortunately uh, had to end at, at a point, and then later along, Halo Five comes, and Halo Five turns out to be a very competitive game. Some might say it could be the most competitive Halo yet. I know that's a big you know discussion in general but it's very competitive one of the reasons why it was so competitive though or one of the the key indicators was the fact that you didn't have like a mismatch of teams getting first place you had like one team pretty much that was dominating throughout the three years now i know splice had their moment of dominance as well but i'd say if you look at the three years it was tox and this was clg optic and tox that completely dominated with their squad of royal two snakebite weevil and frosty so it makes you wonder because we haven't seen dominance like this since like a decade ago with final boss makes you wonder which is the greatest team of all time which is the most dominant team of all time this is a discussion sparked by a tweet by slasher tony you can throw up the tweet you can take a look at that discussion that we saw on twitter it's not final boss it's not straight ripping it's not evil geniuses the clg optic talks team of lethal royal 2 frosty and snakebite are the greatest halo team of all time bold statement a statement you had something to say to as well very, i don't know if we want to throw up the very bold there. statement <laughs> Yeah, well, what's that other tweet, Tony? Well, and then we'll get your, uh, you were saying, uh, yeah, SKT, Team Dom, 3D, Final Boss, uh, finished first to second every tournament from 2004 to 2008, ending their streak after winning MLG Medal in 08, winning as many as 10 events in a row during that time across three different titles. So that is an interesting point. So what do you think about uh, about which is the most dominant team? Is it is it Tox? It's absolutely and let me get real close here absolutely <laughs> and 100 percent not tox and that's right. no disrespect to snakebite and royal two and my boy frosty my son who i coached when he was on kobe's team um i thought stellar was your son and at well <laughs> sellers still yeah he's like a he's like a, a small clone um he, he literally looks like a clone he <laughs> and and of anyway. course tj not not taking anything away from them but through no fault of their own the the scene was just watered down at that point uh or mm. at this point i guess mm -hmm. um a lot of the big names have taken their exit um and i could i mean i could just go i could dive right in here and just and just hit you with the big facts right away hit me with everything um uh, all right, well, we'll go back to uh, 
the I got I got tabs open as well. <laughs> the the MLG Las Vegas Championship 2007 Halo 2, the pinnacle you could argue of Halo 2. MLG. These are the teams. Las okay. These are Go the teams it. that uh, final boss had to beat to win the tournament. Uh, <clears throat> we'll start. Let's just let's just start it at at fifth place. Okay. This is the okay. fifth place team here. Fear, <laughs> Fear itself, Hokum, Roy, and Lunchbox on 5K. Wow, fifth place. Okay. Fourth place, Victory X, SK, Nated, Macchio. Solid. Especially uh-huh. for a Halo 2 squad. Very solid Halo 2 team. You got to remember these are Halo Definitely. 2 tournaments. So you got to take into account Halo 2. This is not a Halo 3 tournament or a Halo right. 4 tournament. God. Right. Thank God it's definitely not, not Halo, Halo 4. 4. We're not touching Halo 4 today. <laughs> In third place, straight ripping. T squared, neighbor, Elamite, legit. One of the best teams Squad. of all time. Squad, yeah. Second place, Carbon. Mm. Also one of the best teams of all time. Shockwave, Gandhi, Ghost, Karma. <clears throat> Final boss was so dominant that they came into this tournament and beat carbon six to zero mm. six to zero yep a lot of dramatic pausing on that one six to zero six to zero they they three <laughs> they i think they three owed all the way i don't think did they lose a game i maybe I'm I, you're looking at I'd, a different uh they might have lost have they might have lost some games but regardless this is this is the kind of dominance that we're talking about uh, over right. teams that were very very solid and mm-hmm. on the other side we can't really say the same thing we got the the final Halo 5 tournament Dreamhack Atlanta Tox Gaming beats Team Reciprocity which is you got sniped out Nola on there. Ola, okay, uh-huh. fair. Who are the other well, two? That's then? the thing. It's like, well, they're nobodies to you, but to Halo Five, these are amazing. They're right. top ten players in the world. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a weird thing. Is like I completely agree that like all the players that you listed in those squads are amazing. They're they're like world renowned like Halo All Stars, but unfortunately because halo 5 doesn't have the same clout these players don't really get that kind of recognition it doesn't mean they're not you know equally as talented though these guys are insane like i analyze these guys gameplay firsthand and i see it you know it's it's they're they're amazing players reciprocity is a hell of a squad but like you go down to fifth place and you have the anaheim pirates <laughs> and you're like They're, i mean it's comprised of great players the the, the thing that you no, definitely have a I point mean, on no, is that squads were formed recently though a lot of the right no yeah. disrespect to, to sloss boss straight sick or uh or commonly yeah. uh right. both both good players and good friends but um i mean you you're comparing them with lunch roy hokum and, and fear itself uh-huh. if we're going like one to one here um <laughs> It's it's just for me it's tough when you think about like legacy and mm. what what these guys were up against. I mean, this is this is also at a time where 
ev- like everybody in the world was playing Halo Two in the in the world. Ev- I mean, th- Halo. Think about what console gaming was in two thousand seven, and only nobody played anything else. It was just Halo. Like you, uh-huh. you talked about Halo at in high school with your friends. You went home right. and you played Halo. You went on Bungie.net and read the the patch notes and the updates from Frankie and like checked your level during study hall. Like, I mean, this maybe just was my high school experience, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe some other people were doing the same thing, but I feel like right, I can imagine that's, that's this that's was true. like they were winning <clears throat> on a different level at the pinnacle of console esports. Like, mm. you could argue that the pinnacle was like h3 when everybody had all that good practice at the land network and stuff like that like probably peak h3 like 2010 h3 was probably like the most competitive halo has had ever been just because of the quality of practice that people were getting but 2010 h3 we're not dipping into that though right because i don't see any stats for no 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 they only go up they actually only have one win in halo 3 right it's uh, the first two and and we also have to talk about the the composition of players on the team because that switches up a little bit. Uh, you said it was across three titles, not to start digging into right. things, but I would really say it was only across Halo 2 because the uh, the actual squad that I think we should be looking at is Ogre 2, Ogre 1, Sane, and Walshi, who dominated throughout Halo 2, like convincingly. And then that switched yes. with Strongside and Sane, and they won one Halo 3 event. And then after that, they kind of, you know, had they have seventh, fifth, third, third, fourth, and then separation so it's really i'd say halo 2 is the game that we're looking at as far as their dominance go goes now tony i know you're sending me messages here you're saying that i should call out people in the stream people are loving it yeah we, what are the comments how do i see them what do you want me to open the stream <laughs> what do you want me to wow, do this tony? guy doesn't even have the stream open can you believe this <laughs> <laughs> this guy can't open can't streams he can't argue about halo what well i mean <clears throat> Yes. All right. Fine. I'll open the damn stream. HCS Weekly. I'll give one much-needed viewer. Okay. What do we got? How do I go back, though? I can't go there, back in the old comments. Send there's me, send no me your retroactive chat. Have it. I have it up here. Tony's saying, "Never mind." Halo NBA, Five competitive Halo equals 5. the NBA East. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, and that's that's, that's the thing good. is you're like saying that. like. You're saying that that you know Halo Three was your world and and that you know it was it was the pinnacle of Halo. It was super competitive. I agree, but like if we're looking at Halo Two though, even with Halo Three, like it wasn't a cultural norm to be competitive with video games in any way whatsoever. Like majority of the population played Halo Three casually. They didn't really follow the competitive scene. Nowadays, esports is a viable career option. Nowadays, esports is like you know it is important. It's 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 like a coveted thing. Like you've got teams in team houses grinding fourteen hour days and the act access to competitive play there's just so much more access to it especially with online play being much smoother than it was back in the day in halo 2 how many online competitive matches did you really have that were like i, I mean i'm sure co- like quality of uh, of internet might have been okay but i can't imagine it's anywhere near what we have today so really they're getting their their best practice at lands which was few and far between by comparison right so as far as like how much time these players had to grind and actually compete you know at that level of play it's they didn't have that same amount of time not that i want to jump into the level of play discussion just yet because i also want to look at like the wins that the teams have and compare them to the talks wins um what, what do we have in the chat here uh the um the oh, thing that that is different about halo 2 though in halo 2 practice was 
the <clears throat> the weapon of choice was hit scan. So you didn't have to worry right. about like quality issues really. It was just um you know if you had a decent connection, your shots were going to hit. You really didn't get like BS a lot. So mm. in terms of like preparing for an event, online was was pretty decent. And then you have to remember like in 2005, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 events. 13 yeah. events in 2005. That's like four times the amount of events that we've had in a Halo 5 season. Like how many how many Halo 5 majors do, do they normally have? Four? Three? Uh, yeah, so I don't know what is like, and isn't a major at this point, but if we're going to look at... Like a, well, again, I mean, like, a, like an HCS event. Like HCS sanctioned major, like Dreamhack sure. Atlanta was would be a major. I don't know what the last, like a world championship, obviously a major. There's like NA qualifiers and stuff, right? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got a bunch no, no, of no. NA qualifiers. I've got none of those first places count. 2016, but yeah, that's the thing too. Is it does seem that there were more LAN events like just more opportunities to get first place victories. I did actually tally up the number of first place victories that Ogre 1, Ogre 2, Sane, and Walshy had versus the number of first place victories that Tox had, and it's actually the same. If you look at just the squad with Ogre 1, Ogre 2, Sane, and Walshy, they have 14 first place victories from what I can see here. Like So starting in Halo 2, and the crazy thing about that squad, though, is the fact that they won in a row 14. They didn't, they didn't lose one. So that's one thing that yeah. I can't really fire back at you on is that's 14 that's solid wins yeah <laughs> but they got but so good season. that they just yeah. stopped <laughs> practicing they literally yeah. were so far ahead of everyone that they just took their foot off the gas they didn't even care it was like Jeez. it was a joke mm -hmm. it really was a joke at that point they, they could not lose they could until they did because they gave up basically but i mean i remember having a discussion with some of the guys on that team and they were like, I, it was, I mean, why would we practice? We, mm. <laughs> we, we were so much better than everyone. We knew so much more about the game than everybody else that it just, it didn't it makes matter. It sound less competitive. It makes it sound like less of a victory when you say it like that. You know what I mean? They it's like they knew just, so much more, like they had access that, to information that other players but, maybe didn't have. You know what I mean? It wasn't, the competitive scene at the time wasn't as competitive, maybe. Who knows? And and Tox does have the same number of wins, just to say. 14 is what I've counted. Now, they do have more second-place finishes. Uh, they actually, everybody said they have only, they only came in first and second place, apparently, so they've been to every grand finals. There is actually one event here that I see. I don't think it's a big one. It's a series cup in 2018 where they got third, fourth. But other than that, it's first and second throughout, and it totals out as four, 14 wins and you were saying 6-0 but tox is 8-0ing squads okay like these are the best like reciprocity we just saw that was a solid 8-0 start to finish they didn't drop a game <clears throat> kind of heart-wrenching if you're a reciprocity fan as well i gotta say man it was hard to watch but yeah. it's just that the, the level of of competitive play nowadays is is insane like the, the requirements are like all of these events are, are much bigger. The prize pools are larger. It's it's much more important, and the the amount the players are grinding, it, like they're grinding way more. You've got you've got way better you know modes of communication as well. Like a, a lot, I remember Clutch had made a comment on Twitter saying that a lot of these they tournaments didn't they didn't even have headsets. They're just shouting at each other. So like, I mean, the technology I, I mean, I'm, I'm wasn't wondering, there. 
There it is. Yeah, here's the. I'm not trying to disrespect the legacy here, but the quality of, of Halo being played at those tournaments in 2004 is not comparable to 2018. He said, uh, "Where does he say it? You don't even have it here." Tony. I mean, if we're gonna if we're ba- if we're basing the quality of Halo yeah, on on if if players can hear footsteps, I mean, come on. It's uh, <laughs> that's I mean, yeah. that's, that's a joke. I you you got to think here. Let's just let's let's look at it this way. You have did talk talks have the same roster the whole time, right? Right. They never switched. They, well, I mean, you know, like since since they formed CLG together, they stayed together all the way through okay. the end of talks. Right. Just different orgs. <clears throat> okay. Um who would you argue is the best pairing on the team? Best pairing? Like if you were to pick if you were to pick like two players, who's their best two players, would you say? Like, oh, like that's so tough. Two man. players. <sighs> I mean, okay, let's go. Let's go from awards because they gave out awards. Let's go Frosty Royal Two <clears throat> because they gave Royal Two best shot and Frosty's best overall player. So I have to give Frosty the, okay. the biggest one. But I'll I'll say that let's say that's the best pair. <laughs> okay, because they're all amazing, honestly. Like, what so we-, we can put them up against Ogre One and Ogre Two. By uh-huh. far, the two best players of all time. Okay, can't I, in my mind can't even be discussed. You have these two absolute freaks who literally split themselves up back when 2v2 competitions were a thing and they had them at every event they split themselves up because they were sick of winning because it was too easy for them again they they went one with walsh and one with clockwork or they'd play with whoever they wanted and they still plays top two Mm -hmm. like every time it was it's disgusting it's undeniable these players are amazing. I mean, but we are, it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, factor into like which team is, is most dominant though. But I, yeah, I completely agree. These players, that's are amazing. What they have legacies. So, so my, my point is, is that the, is, is going back to the competition thing, like saying that, oh, you know, like, uh, doesn't seem like they were that dominant or like, uh, trying to say that the practice wasn't as good. Like, Everybody that was playing Halo 2, like it may seem like a long time ago or it may seem different to some people, but I promise you that everybody that was playing, regardless of if they were playing for salary or not, because none of them yeah. were, except for the people that were on contract with MLG, they were all playing eight, ten hours a day. Like this was their job. Yeah. Like you've yeah. seen T Squared's true life. It's just it was at a different time. They were playing for no like way, way less money, but they were still doing it full time. Yeah. Like this was not a joke for these guys. And <laughs> they were that good. The I mean, think about those two from Halo yeah. one to Tom all the way through Halo. I don't even know. When did he quit? Halo four halo five did he play he played halo five events too didn't he yeah. wins the national championship in reach wins the national championship in halo three wins the national championship in halo two two of them wins yeah. i don't even know how many national championships in like, halo one there's I, so much history to look back at which makes it tough right because if you you want to compare ogre run and ogre two to somebody like frosty who's like 19 year old kid but since frosty's inception in halo 5 he's been the best player in halo 5 since like the beginning and he still is you know what i mean so it's hard but, to say because he doesn't have again, a legacy that dates back all the way to halo no disrespect like, to bradley are, but he yeah. was a trash can when i coached him <laughs> oh yeah 
Well, yeah, but man's leveled up though. Man is like he's on the top of the world in Halo Five, and and, and what about like now. the level of? Yeah, it, it, like the, the games are a lot but different was, though too. It, there was never a time when these two weren't the best. Uh, Later on in their careers, when they when they stopped caring a little bit, yeah, sure. Like right before yeah. they quit, Dan comes <clears throat> back to play with the Incredibles in Halo Three. Like, okay, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter, but realistically while they were competing like actually competing there was never a time where they weren't the absolute best which is insane across yeah from 2004 to 2008 is a hell of a career something else is kind of wildly yeah something else is kind of wildly different though is like if these teams were able to be so dominant without headsets without proper communication then it makes you wonder you know like i guess how competitive or or how like because it's different like i I could never imagine a halo 5 competitive team like managing without that form of communication like that's necessary to have like individual skill of course is so important but with halo 5 it's a must much faster paced game you've got dynamic spawns that are way more difficult to keep track of you're constantly moving and rotating and you have to keep tabs on your teammates where they are at all times and you're constantly in communication with a team with like a game at that type of pace like, I don't think that that would be possible in something like Classic Halo, but in Classic Halo or in, you know, Halo 3, Halo 2, when the game was, I guess, a little easier to understand from a macro perspective, then individual skill was more apparent and they could just kind of rip through people by being individually talented. They didn't necessarily need that communication. So today, what's required from teams to be the best teams, it, it, there's so much more that's required because the game moves so much more quickly. And there's so much more they have to think of from a macro perspective, you know? I think... Uh... <clears throat> Well, I think that the game, I mean, I'm definitely was so many was H5 slower. fans in this comment section. I thought I was going to get ripped apart. Have you I seen mean, this comment section? <laughs> You're on a nostalgia um, chip right now. <laughs> the game was definitely slower from a movement yeah. perspective, but it was also sure. much more cerebral. So it was it was easier for people to understand and play without as much communication because the game was consistent. And I think that is a big issue with uh, Halo 5. It's it's a lot of what makes Tox's success so incredible to me right. is that they were able to do it in such like a, I mean, such like an RNG type game where that wasn't as chess-like, that wasn't as RNG. linear as Halo 2, where like, if I stand uh, here and you stand uh, there, we know they're going to spawn over here. And that's mm. the thing that I think made Halo 2 much easier to understand for players that didn't have headsets. It's like, I, we don't need to talk as much because if we all understand the game like the way that we need to, we can talk about the game before and after. But during the game, we don't need to talk as much because we know <clears throat> what's going to happen based on you know how good we are, where we're standing, uh, who dies, who dies where, and where the other team's spawning. All those things were just kind of yeah. like constantly going through these people's heads yeah so you're, you're saying spawn manipulation is is a lot easier to understand so they can kind of just you know when it's consistent work because you can manipulate spawns in halo but, 5 it's just not nearly but it is actually consistent. 
I'd say it's it's the probably the most consistent. Like it makes a lot of sense where players are spawning. There are some weird inconsistencies, I guess, with spawns in certain situations. Like let's say you're on truth and you're like in in the window and players can spawn bottom back at the base still. Like I, I'm not gonna get too technical with things, but but you can completely understand and manipulate spawns. And and there's a kind of Tox has this way of creating a perimeter. Uh, and and just kind of pushing a perimeter. It's an outside, outside, in type of perspective where they're able to kind of control the outside of the map and then collapse into the center and constantly create this this rotation where they have control. And this is something that's like it's not. There's no RNG or any kind of factor in that. They've they've got it down to a system and they know exactly when to make that switch and when to move. You know, like accordingly. It's 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 impressive. You have to see it happen. That's the thing is like I can't even explain it to you in real time in halo 3 it's like it's or in classic Halo, i feel like it's kind of easier to understand like in real time when it's happening i can say oh they've this is how they're manipulating the spawns but in halo 5 you have to actually like pause the game and and look at all the different areas areas that, like where everybody is and then make a guess as to where that spawn's going to be and and then see it happen it's like it's happening so fast i have to you have to take breaks just to understand what's going on, but they're processing all of this information and communicating it and making it happen on the fly. And I think that's insane. It's the fact that they have it down to a system in a game where it's much harder to recognize consistency. So it's like, yes, you know, you're saying RNG and, and to a lot of players, it might seem that way, but it, it takes a lot of time to recognize that it has, it is actually consistent, can be manipulated. You just, you have to be amazing. You have to be unreal at the game. <clears throat> and, and yeah, you need a coach. I see a lot of people saying you need coaches. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, on, on Mixer. We're on Mixer. Sick. <laughs> Let's go. Another <laughs> another set of eyes is definitely definitely. <laughs> I don't that. know, man. Well, I mean, yeah, dude. Uh, the there's just so much to take in, like you said. There's so much yeah. to process with advanced movement. It just like I feel like it. Not uh, like to use a a term that totally doesn't make sense here, but it like. Uh, prices a lot of people out like the the barrier to like get to that good makes it so it's hard it's like really hard for like like you were just saying i could explain halo 2 spawns or halo 1 spawns to somebody in probably a minute and a half but for you to who watches halo 5 all the time to explain the halo 5 spawn system as well as I could explain the Halo One spawn system to someone would probably take you twenty or thirty minutes. Like, there's just there's way more yeah. going on, right? Um, yeah, and the the abilities now. It's interesting because you're talking about like that that high skill gap and and ceiling and whatnot. And and I was even just. It's hard because I age is probably a factor in this as well. Like a lot of these pros coming into Halo Five, they retired on Halo 5. They stopped. They're like, Halo 5 was too much. And I don't know if that's like an age thing as well, but it was interesting having like Roy come back and play Halo 3. And one of the things I remember him saying on his stream is he's like, guys, you know, Halo 5, it was just too much for me. I just, I just couldn't with Halo 5. So, so Halo 3 is back and now we can hype up Halo 3 and he's getting all excited again. He's on his stream, but he actually had that one segue where he's like, Halo 5 was just too much. So, you know, it makes me wonder a lot of these pros who, who are amazing at these games, apparently Halo 5 was too much, you know, like the, the abilities, there was just too much of a skill gap to kind of adapt to to get into or maybe it's like also a a reluctancy to get into it as well yeah like the age is a thing but i think a big thing is like they have these these preconceived notions of what makes halo halo and i completely understand that that halo 3 that 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 halo and halo 5 they're completely different games like it's totally different so if you have this like kind of idea of what halo should be 
and you see <clears throat> you see Halo Five and decide that it's not Halo, then you're going to be more reluctant to try to learn those mechanics and adapt and and build that skill set. I think that's something that you're seeing with a lot of the classic pros as well as they don't take the time like somebody like Shotzi who's in those maps every day just grinding every single jump and movement and nuance, and then you see it come to play and he's like a legend when he plays, right? So it, there's a lot of time and energy that you need for that, and a lot of these pros, older pros, didn't want to take that time or they couldn't take that time or whatever it was. You know, and Halo 5 was just too much. <laughs> the issue is a couple things. Um, one is that, yeah, I mean, as you get older, you just don't want to press all those buttons. <laughs> right. It's just a lot of, there's a lot of button pre- a lot of pressing, press. a lot of stuff to keep, to keep track of, you know, your boost timing, your, is like all this advanced, like the advanced movement thing just really like, turns it into a different game and then you have the game itself which i think was a colossal failure from a competitive uh perspective from a from from somebody looking at it as a competitive Uh, video game like how we've said this so many times how hard is it to put the halo 2 ranking system in a game again did they like come up with something that can't be duplicated ever again. Like what, what is so special about this that we can't just put it in a different uh, game? Like just yeah, put it, right. put it in the game, take it and put it in the game. Just put it in there. It's, I agree. I, I think that the like, Halo 2 like ranking is some gift where he's, yeah, he's got the spatula and he's just like, put it <laughs> in, in, just in, <laughs> just like do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And I there was something like so rewarding, especially with Halo 3, like getting a 50 in, in Halo 3, is, it was very difficult. And there was something very rewarding about having that. But I got to say, man, the matchmaking system, the ranking system in Halo 5 is savage as fuck. Not to be that guy who's going to drop F-bombs, but it is savage because you don't only have to win in Halo 5. You have to outperform the game's expectation of how well, how good you are, basically. Like every time you play the game, it's like winning and losing is what makes you go up and down. But if you win, you're only going to go up one experience point if you don't outperform the game's prediction of how well you're going to do in that game, if that makes sense. Like the game makes a prediction that says that not only are you going to win, you're going to get this many kills, you're going to get this many deaths, you're going to do this much objective time. If you don't outperform it, you get one. You just get one little experience point. If you lose a game and you don't outperform, you go way back. You, You just just set yourself way back so it's it's so savage because you have to beat yourself and you have to win the game constantly so that that's incredibly competitive and i i love that i i think that's amazing but i think then where they failed is by not gamifying it correctly you know the halo 2 ranking system was so cool because people think back to the colors oh man like the the pac-man the reverse pac-man you had all these different like little nicknames for the for the different like levels that you got box the you know then then you got into the into the actual icons like the sun the moon the the comet then the halo ring it's like nobody i don't i don't know that anybody ever got to the halo ring legit i think it it just never happened like we never got that far i know like the ogres were really close they were like in the 40s like the upper 40s Mm -hmm. um but that i like that's insane to me. That's like the that is the ranking system. Like, yes, it would be cool if they had implemented some sort of like, you know, AI component where the or like Elo system where it's like you're in this game of 
1600 elo players and you need to do at least this well to move up and if you don't you're going to go back um right. that would be cool but the dude that halo 2 ranking system was very unforgiving and even when you won yeah. it, it kind of did that because if you won against te- like a team of kids that were lower level than you sometimes you only moved right. up a tiny fraction a yeah and um man like to to know that the best play the absolute best players in the world couldn't even get to the 50 because there just wasn't enough competition to let them propel themselves to the 50 like that's that's insane that's like the coolest that is the coolest thing that that makes it so oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes it so legendary I'm fighting firepower. Oh, yeah so legendary yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, it makes me wonder, right? Kevin Cool actually asked a question. Tony just pointed it out. He said, "Why is one to fifty better than bronze to champ?" I, I wonder too. Like, I feel like bronze to champ. Maybe there's something that's generic about the the process, because like bronze to champ is like a direct copy from other esports titles, like League of Legends and whatnot. Maybe one to fifty for its time was was new, a new concept, like skill based matchmaking wasn't something that we had had previously in esports titles so halo kind of set a precedent with that and something was so exciting about that and nowadays every game has some sort of skill-based matchmaking and halo is just kind of following the trend so maybe the the biggest thing is about having some form of individuality with the the skill-based matchmaking like a different kind of creativity you got to be simple with it it's so simple simple. man one what what level were you i was the 38 well i was the 39 what what if we're both gold four or gold five or somebody's gold four and and I'm I'm gold five. What what's the difference there? You know there were fifty <laughs> <You're both trapped>. <laughs> different. There's fifty yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like then then it is like you're talking about uh you know say say you didn't know what esport I was talking about because you really don't when I say gold five you could assume that I'm talking about league right. but like it could be, any it could be another esport. Yeah. So like you overhear this and you're like how good are these guys at this game that they're talking about is gold the highest rank gold's like a pretty precious metal is that like the top is diamond better is there like uh, you can say a, the same thing class about numbers, above though. that is is 25 no, like, the highest number or is a thousand or yeah, is a hundred or no, you know? true but i feel like there is i mean you're either going to be at like 150 or like uh-huh. 99 but like at, at that at, and again i'm going to lean on the fact that like this was the golden age of console and everybody was playing the game. So like everybody understood the one to 50 and it was just such an Mm. easy way to break down. Like if I was one level higher than you, I knew I was one level higher than you. It wasn't (laughs) like there was, there was no mistaking this. We were, we were, we were definitely like going to figure out who was better than who. Rarely did you ever come across somebody where you're like, Oh, my highest level is also the same as yours. Yeah. Very rare. What is interesting though, is that, you know, you're talking about, that you know i'm a 50 and you're a 49 so there's a clear differential but if you get to champion there's 200 champions right so there's only one champion 200 there's only one champion 50 and and 47 or whatever so it's kind of a similar thing once you get to that like upper echelon which makes things that was cool but either way it's not it's not for everybody it's for the top 200 so like sure the majority of everyone that you talk to even if you say that they're gonna be do people even know that like that exists when you get up that yeah. high, I feel like that's that's kind of like a it's like a mysterious yeah. thing yeah, that you get into. Like they know the so normal Kev, levels. Yeah. Kevin's saying uh you'd rather have a number than a color metal. Ultimately, does it matter? It's the same system and 
you know, anything bronze champ is more of a detailed one to 50. And yeah, I mean, it kind of is, I think, I think the biggest thing is uh, a lot of what Halo accomplished like back in the day was, it was the first, it was a first mover in its, in its space. And it was so amazing at the time. I think it's, it's harder for Halo 5 to continue to innovate in that space. And maybe if they have a one to 50 system, then maybe that's more easily recognizable for Halo fans and they can jump into it and get behind it. Uh, or, you know, in the end of the day, I, I think it'd be nice if they just try to be creative with it instead of maybe, or maybe that was kind of their attempt to kind of bring in other esports fans by saying, "Hey, we have the same system as League of Legends or something." Or I, I don't know. <laughs> it's so confusing. Is it? I don't, know. I don't have a problem yeah. with it. it the one to fifty bad. was Halo. Everybody knew when you were talking about a one to fifty ranking system. You were like, talking about Halo. Halo. Like, yeah, this was <laughs> Halo's thing. The one to fifty was Halo's thing. It was nobody else's yeah. thing. Nobody else had one to fifty. COD had stupid prestige. And prestige. you know but they did have uh, like one to fifty, even... and then prestige, and then one to fifty. And then... <laughs> anyway, like, it's was it one to yeah. fifty or was it one to something else? I think it I was like, like it was one to fifty, and then or maybe it was hundred. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, but I, like, either way, you, 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 yeah. you people measured their things by like prestiges. They were the the level sure. in Cobb was just an experience thing. It was never like a, sure. a skill based thing. But I think they should st- like when you come up with something that's so iconic, why do you deviate from that thing? Like. Mm-hmm. It, and they should have kept area. the same ranking system from Halo 2, brought it to Halo 3. Why did they change it? Why did they just make it a standard 1 to 50 and make it easier to get a 50? Why would, why would they do that? Right, right, it, was right. so, it was so iconic. I don't know. It makes me sad. I don't know. That, that it's not Halo argument, like I get it and I also hate it because it's the reason why Halo, you know, why we have all these arguments is like, is it Halo? Is it not Halo? And people, everybody seems to have a different idea of what exactly is Halo. But I, I mean, in the end of the day, both systems are very competitive. Both of them work. But I think that, yeah, like you said, one to 50 just kind of is is what Halo is. At this point, I, I don't know where they're going to take it. Like, I, I think that like as long as it's competitive, as long as it's it's rewarding, you know, and it's creative in some way. I, I think that they'll be they'll be happy with it. But maybe maybe it has to be one to fifty again. I don't know. Certain certain aspects of the game can go back to classic, and I think that would be beneficial. Like the art style, they're doing that. That's great. <laughs> At this point, I don't even know where this conversation is going. By the way, we were starting with an argument about uh, which is the most competitive, and now we're just talking about numbers which rankings. Boss. <clears throat> which is okay. That okay. So about that discussion though, what what I think personally, like if you're gonna look. At, at the number of wins, if you want to see it in terms of like like records in, in dominance, like 2005, they did not lose a single, they, they were first place every single tournament. There is no team in history that has gotten first place consecutively 14 times. So right there, that's the, they win in that category. But if you look at talks and the level of competitive play today, I would say that Games today, especially Halo 5, is much more competitive. The expectations are much higher. It's much more intense. There's much more grind time. There's way more reason to be a part of it. There's way more access to competitive play. People are just playing more. They're playing at the top level more, and they're pushing the meta further. So I'd say it's more competitive. So dominance do you in Halo think, 5, I would wait Do you think higher. that that's, that's it, all. though? Or do you think it's watered down? I don't... I, I mean... Like okay, so I towards like the end of Halo Five, the only people who competed were like the best of the best. You know what I mean? Like the people who stuck yeah, around that, that were, were the ones who had grinded like the to top the top three teams. <clears throat> well, 
Well, I mean, so even so, so like, here, here, you had here, some of the here, best here. players all the way down. Like even Lux was like nated Dinoxide and like some of the some amazing players, and they they placed in like eighth, nine through twelve. You know? Yeah, nine through twelve. Um, <clears throat> yeah, straight also nine through twelve. Um, not even sure who was on that team to be honest with you. Do you know who was on straight off the top of your head at Atlanta? Who was on straight? It was an EU squad. It was uh, okay. Kimbo. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like, but okay, so here's you plays for the most part. Like, yeah. you go, you go <clears throat> to pretty much any MLG tournament in Halo <clears throat> Two. It was a dogfight to get to the top sixteen. Every yeah. team there was good. You had kids that were unbelievable placing in like the top 64 like Mm. Ola was going to tournaments and winning free-for-all tournaments and like could not place in Uh in force because just couldn't do it it's yeah it's crazy to me because i i've gone to those tournaments and competed i i played in one halo 2 tournament agp5 in 2005 six 2005 either way i got ran over so hard and i (laughs) okay was like a good player but the kids (laughs) that we were playing i i think i got like double first rounded like we got destroyed and like everybody there was incredible it was it's unbelievable yeah it's a horrible argument for me i got got (laughs) no but i'm telling you like if i'm telling you like the top 24 of all these tournaments was so rock solid but there was such a clear a clear like uh it's just difference between you say that but then you say like that you know final boss was so dominant that they they didn't need to communicate they they didn't need to try or practice or whatever you know you were saying like they they hardly even had to take it seriously at the end you had to separate the ogre twins just so they could play in other teams because they were so good which makes you think like is it that competitive then you know what i mean like because tox was so dominant and then they got their butts handed to them for like half a year from splice and they had to adapt and beat this squad of absolute god players who had just been pushing the meta to the extreme they had to learn and then defeat them it's like it's I mean, pretty that's, unreal that's the same you thing know what i mean would like, have happened with final boss they lost to carbon they, they and then they came back in like that because what i see brink. is like I they mean, started just went back and started practicing again <clears throat> And then they then they came back and dumped on them. But it I, just I mean, dumped it was, on everybody. <laughs> because yeah. they were that I mean, they're we're talking about the most legendary players to ever play Halo. Like I know. It, these yeah, are the dudes. Like, the, like, in the end of the you, day, you, you yeah. downplay it when you when you when you make them sound like they were just, you know, well, you relaxed said. and kicking <laughs> back. I know because they were that it's like having four Michael Jordans on the same team. That's like the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like it was that's what splices is as well. That that's the crazy thing. Splice is yeah, like four Michael Jordans versus four Michael. There's like everybody's like Michael Jordan on all these squads, and they all it's just like it's nuts. I it's, think you have to be I Jesus honestly Christ. Think, <laughs> I honestly think the uh the issue was that is the consistency with the game. If if it was more linear like Halo 2 where 
it was easier to digest and not, not saying that they didn't have it down, but like, there's still so many moving parts that you're going to make mistakes. And when the game's slower, you have the option to really not make mistakes. Like you're going to make them, but you can really minimize the amount of mistakes that you make. And that's why they became so dominant is because they were that good and they had the, the game down. Understand? Yeah. But I mean, it was easier for everybody to understand, you know, everybody's on the same playing field, yeah. but they had mastered to the yeah. point where it was impossible to beat them. You could not. As opposed to Halo 5, the, final the system is so hard to understand and confusing. Yeah. And then They're playing a harder game, to... but that that's not what we're Whoa, arguing okay. here. I mean, it's, it's their, harder game. I mean, it sucks that they're playing that's a harder game, but that doesn't make them more Are dominant. They? I didn't say there was a harder game. Now you're saying it's a harder well, game. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely harder. <clears throat> yeah. Anytime yeah, where you so... can... You can move like that. You you introduce uh-huh. all sorts of complications to the game. Well, that, Way and that that's and that in my opinion. That, that dominance would be weighted. Then dominance in Halo Five would be weighted higher. You would think. I don't know. I yeah. I don't like. I'll be honest. I don't like arguments in general. I don't like being on one side of a discussion. I love all these players. I think they're all friggin' amazing. But but you Same, basically man. just told me that it's a harder game, <laughs> and that basically means no, that I, being dominant in Halo Five is, is weighted higher. So then. So then that I would agree mean that, that Tox, Tox's domination would they, they'd be the most dominant, the best squad, basically, because they had maybe, to work maybe harder even then. in a harder time on a harder game. Oh, it's even. Okay. Maybe All it's right, even then. But I mean, I still stand by. I mean, they were playing a harder game, but the playing field was much more watered down. Way more watered down. And Towards like, the very end. It's interesting. Can't, can't, like, can't be disputed. I can I can shoot myself. You're getting the, the best players on their tail end. <clears throat> I, I would say it's the opposite. You think? Well, because like, like, okay, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot a bit and say that for the first two years they competed with assault rifles and ground pound and Spartan charge, so it was way less competitive. You know what I mean? Like, this is gonna give this is you. This is arguments for you. I'm talking. I'm talking specifically about the the end. end. Yeah, but at the end they had to refine it and get it down just to like those core mechanics, and it was way more competitive, way more intense. And that's when talks actually started to fall off. Was when they switched it. And then Splice came in, they started dominating, and Tox had to adapt and learn to the new system and then become dominant again in the new system. So that's what was so yeah. unbelievable about it at the same time. But then it almost kind of discredits a little of their achievement in the first two years because of ARs and of ground pound and spark charge. You could say it was less competitive game. It was less skill-based game. There was more potential RNG because you had power weapons, you had fuel rods, you had all this other other crap so i'm going back and i'm i'm screwing myself over fuel rod man yeah those first couple years of halo 5 were the years that really turned me off it was different so i I think the thrust to spartan chart like you could do both of them so you you could move like halfway across the map in a quarter of a set it's just like it's too much that's i mean that's yeah there was was roy's quote right there it's too it's too much for me man there's just too much just too much too much yeah. jumping around, too much flying, too much ex- explosive advanced movement. And it, it's interesting. A lot of the the best players in every Halo game had to bite the bullet. You know, they're like, it's too much. Halo yeah. Five is. They took their exit. You know, they different. bowed out. Shotzi's a maniac. He's a freak. He doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm gonna let him have it. It's <laughs> a freak, man. He's he is. I hope he. Uh... Hope he switches to Call of Duty and and dominates once he uh, gets old enough. Yeah. Show the show the world that Halo players are still supreme. I think there's one thing that we can all agree <laughs> on is that Halo players are the best 
are the best That's esports players. It. We can transition to any game uh, yeah. and be the best. I remember in Halo 3 after like uh once League of Legends started becoming like really popular, Assault and Cloud like started playing League all the time, got to like Diamond One, like incredible mm-hmm. League of Legends players. Um mm-hmm. it's just crazy how fast everybody trans Hook. Well, oh well, I guess he started in COD, yeah, but like enable formal um dominant i think i think there's one thing if we're gonna wrap it i think the one thing we can agree on is it doesn't matter the halo title maybe we can skip halo 4 on this one i mean i don't really know enough about halo 4 to say how competitive it was because i i kind of just skipped it have to know anything uh, about it (laughs) but but every single halo game is they're, they're like the most challenging fps games on the market like they they kick your ass repetitively like over and over and over again until you learn the way to play the game you pick up the discipline necessary to be good it doesn't matter if you're playing like i'm trying to play halo 3 now because i didn't compete i wasn't a high level player halo 3 i was playing gears back when halo 3 was popular so i'm playing halo 3 now because everybody's playing it and it's great it's kicking my ass it's so difficult it's simple it's very simple to understand the mechanics are simple the spawns are simple but it's just still very challenging you got to lead your shots you got to understand how the game works you got to be way more patient your decision making has to be like so decisive every single route that you take you got to be so perfect on the route so there's so many little things you have to know and then same with halo 5 these games kick your ass they're so incredibly difficult they're so incredibly competitive and you can't knock that like any team that's able to achieve dominance in any halo is they're on their legends they're unreal they're they're amazing agreed you know? so so just halos is freaking awesome it's upsetting to me that halo 5 got so much hate when you have a game that is so incredibly competitive especially towards the end an 8-0 in the grand finals of the last tournament of halo 5 that's still a very competitive game like it's upsetting that people just want to discredit and say halo 5 you know it was it was shitty but i i think towards the end it was so competitive there was so much exciting about it and halo 3 too i think they're both exciting games they both deserve recognition so that's the problem though for, for most of its life it, it did kind of suck yeah that is, that is <laughs> i still liked it i i didn't actually yeah. complain i thought there were nuances with the ground pound the spartan charge that were actually pretty unreal it, despite the fact that they were very powerful i think that they added some interesting nuance to the game that a lot of people didn't recognize at first glance but anyway let's let's uh best squad dominance aside a lot's been happening in the world of halo uh halo 3 has been popping off halo 3 has been doing amazing uh, and, and that's awesome. Seeing Roy come back, Flamesword, Neighbor, all stream is amazing. These are personalities who have awesome communities behind them. That's so exciting. The Roy's Our Boy chant just got me. I was feeling giddy the whole time that Roy's Our Boy chant was going. But uh, but what do you think of this new resurgence in Halo 3? Have you been playing any Halo 3? What do you think of uh, like the recent uh, you know events in the Halo community? It's awesome. Uh, I... I've been playing a little bit. Not Halo 3. I've been playing Halo 2. And I've been playing Halo 1 on the Master Chief Collection. I really can't play Halo 3 online. It is like so hard for me to play. It's so <laughs> aggravating because you it see those is... those bloodshots from Snipe Down? I don't know if you saw Dude, that. Dude, it's, it's the most aggravating game to play online of all time. The, the hit registration is terrible on LAN, and it's uh-huh. 10 times worse online. It's, it's so hard to play online. It's hard to even watch. Like, I put out a tweet of my brother playing... <laughs> playing halo 3 and uh, i got like 400 likes um and uh everybody was pretty stoked on that but bravo commented and was like you know halo's back if if tots is playing that's like the sure sign that halo's back if that kid jumps on the game because my brother has completely left 
uh, left the building on Halo. But when he comes back to play a couple games, you know that that there's Halo's back. There's some some yeah. blood in the water. Halo's back. Land network, maybe? No. <laughs> Does your dad still have the fire burning? Version two. Version. Oh, oh man, please, my dad. Dude. My dad already started talking about having. My dad already started talking about having another land. Yeah, it's. I my mean, dad, that game is going to be built for those guys. If, if it, he would only do it if it was a Halo Three land, though. If if, if everybody oh, comes yeah. back, like a, enough good old pros come back, I bet my dad would throw a land. Okay, well, you I heard bet. it here, guys. You heard it here. His his dad will throw a land land network land if Strongside Walshy, all your Halo Three pros out there, Ninja. Hey, Ninja, what's up, dude? Come, come on, and join us at this Halo land, and his dad might his dad might make it happen. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> it happened here at HCS Weekly. Bring on the oh yeah, I see you, Luongo. We got to bring on the passes as well. I know it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, okay. So, so that's amazing. Halo 3 is doing amazing. It's good to see that you're excited about it as well. We got so many awesome people coming back to it. I hope that that land happens at some point. Uh, and then we got a bit of your opinions on Halo 5, not your favorite Halo. Uh, what do you think that Halo needs to return to form as a popular franchise in Halo Infinite? Just a couple of things. Man. We'll get into a huge okay. discussion. That's a big um, question. That's big, give, me, give me like two, yeah, there's three a lot. Things. There's a lot to unpack here, but yeah. I think off the rip, num- number one most important oh man i don't even know if i could do a number one no order i'll give you two or three i haven't decided yet but definitely needs the one to 50 ranking system a la halo 2 has to be hard i want an incredibly (laughs) hard ranking system not pre-patch halo 2 hard before where it was like impossible to get a 25 but Uh almost impossible to get a 50 that's what i want I want it to be exactly like the Halo 2 ranking system was when we left it. Um, the next thing is, I don't know if there needs to be a variety of guns, but I would really like to see a hit scan battle rifle. Mm. I don't want to see a Halo 3 projectile spread battle rifle. I think that would create Please a lot of do uh, that. Yeah, I think a lot of people just with the way that the blanks and, and the way people get upset about yeah. shot registration these days, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just it slows down kill times too, and it makes the game harder to understand from a newer player who's like, I feel like yeah. I should be getting this kill and I'm not. So just right, the reticles on them, it's not right. working. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would it would help them get more towards the call of duty kill times too. So hit scan mm-hmm. battle rifle, I think, is is number two. And then number three, I'll give you a quick third. Give us. I was about to swear. I'm not going to do it. Give I us an FN land build, man. If this game doesn't ship with fan. land, I am out on the franchise. Yeah. I, 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 I. Split screen and a land build. Split screen. Cutting it no, off. We, are, we already know there's split screen. If there's, no, if there's no system link, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it took so long for them to get to that. That that land client thing that they're using now. Like we didn't have that originally. Just build land into the game. If you don't build it into the game, forget about making it competitive. Just don't even try. Don't yeah. do it. Just don't do it. But yeah, those yeah, are man. my three. All right. I like it. 
All right. So uh, the biggest event coming up in January, as we all know, is UGC St. Louis. 96 passes are sold. We have moved it up now. 128, guys. If you want a pass, this is the time to buy a pass. Of course, if you stick around we'll at the end of the show, pass. which we're getting pretty close, we'll get your damn pass. We're getting pretty close to the end of the show, and we're going to give away a free pass at the end of the show as well. So you better be here in the chat. You can get access to that free pass. But And you no can't price. sell it, you, you little thieves. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to use it. Hold on. If you transfer to sell somebody. It, Come on. Yeah. Take, take advantage of the opportunity to compete in some classic Halo. You just see classic Halo. Awesome. And, and, and Joe, Tony tells me you have a, a little announcement. I, am I, am I going to see you at UGC St. Louis? What's going on? Oh boy. This is what you guys have really been waiting for. If you didn't know this was coming, oh God. I'd like to announce here. The world premiere on the HCS prog- on the HCS <laughs> podcast that I'm going to be trouble. joining. Drumo, the I'm best. actually a drummer, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, let's go. This man's going to be a caster. UGC St. Louis. There it is, boys. You wanted to see the Fries Legion combination. Look at that. Look at We're that. We're bringing it Just to that. You. I love this. This graphic work. Who did this? Is it Nick? Tony, who did this? That's your boy, Cody Gene Jacket Jones, a.k.a. Pizza Jones, a.k.a. Czar Nicholas. That is the guy <laughs> right there. Such a sick graphic. Joe Fries, you'll be joining Legion as a caster at the event. That's so sick. Man, you're, you're going to be casting some of the biggest Halo 3 players of all time. We got we got Roy talking about this. We got Snipe down. We got people saying, let's rebuild straight ripping. I, I hope it happens. I don't know. But uh, but Me imagine, too, dude, the more old Halo friends, 3, the better. Bring your dad too. <laughs> you I, bring dude, your dad I am going to try to bring my dad and my brother. I'll try to bring my whole family down there. Yeah, man, that'll be. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm I'm super excited. I hope that there aren't any conflicting events uh, that I'm going to have to cover. But hopefully, hopefully, we picked oh, a good no. weekend, and I can I can get down there with no issues and uh, switch shirts with my boy Ledger Queen. Yeah, man. It's going to be a good lineup. It's already looking awesome. I will be at the event. I'm going to be excited to see you there as well. Uh, but that does cover pretty much like everything from my questions. I've got one more, though, and this this one's uh, off topic. <laughs> this is just something that I noticed from your Twitter. Uh, what's up with all the vegan stuff? What's what? Tell me about the... <laughs> Give, us, oh, give the audience a bit of uh, an intro to the vegan lifestyle, because it seems like you this is, are uh, one hell of a representative. This I don't is know if my you guys lifestyle, man. We, uh... Yeah, my Twitter, my Instagram stories. I really go hard on the Instagram stories. It's, I've been trying to bring it to Twitter yeah. a little bit to get people more involved, but man, my Instagram stories are really where it's at. Um, so I just I travel a lot. That's me. <laughs> That's my nickname. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I travel a lot. So every time I I go somewhere, which is like almost every week, I try to eat some crazy food. Uh, and I'm vegan, so it's always crazy vegan food, but, um, mm-hmm. I actually just did something today with, uh, assault and, uh, mochilla. They picked me up from the airport and brought me to, I saw this post, this like viral post that I, maybe like two, three days ago, I see, I see this like burrito and it's like this massive vegan burrito. It's four tortillas <laughs> and like all these top, it's like weighs like 15 pounds. It's four tortillas. So, you the know, carbs it's, it's like thing. this yeah. big. Jesus. And uh, I went, we, they picked me up. It's in Texas. I came down here. We got two of them. I ate a half of one of these. I have 16 inches of burrito in me right now. <laughs> 16 inches. 
of burrito Jeez. in me right now. But this is like a regular thing for me. I just fly around. I eat. actually here. I don't know if you'd be able to see this. I might screw up the camera, but since it's almost over, this is a pull. Is that the burrito? Oh no, that's me holding the two halves of the burrito. Why is it a Polaroid? Is that a vegan thing? You have no, a Polaroid actually, as your picture. Yeah. It's not just on your phone. Um. Yeah, that's just like a hipster thing, I think. <laughs> but I, I carry this. I yeah, I bought this Polaroid for my birthday to document like Sick. all the stupid stuff that happened on my birthday because I cooked a ton of food and like I cooked for ten hours straight <laughs> and I had a bunch of my friends over yeah. and we just ate and had a good time. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And now I just kind of like I I kept buying film and kept I just kept doing it. I don't know. It's like it's kind of cool to have like these little I, I like do this thing on my Instagram now where I take these and then like I go into Photoshop and I write like where I was on the bottom and like put like a background awesome. behind it. And those are like my Instagram pictures now are just like the Polaroids that I take from all the places that I go to because I'm I'm tired of only trying to post <laughs> model pictures of myself and shit. Oh, there it was. I screwed it up in the last second. Damn, I tried to make it the whole time without swearing. Ah, you got it. Oh, well. All right. Well, but yeah, I mean, well, with, follow with, me for lots of ice cream pictures and, and ice cream stories yeah. and crazy, crazy food uh, runs. Between the, the Polaroids and the long hair and, and the vegan stuff, I think you, you bring a great new flavor to the uh, the casting lineup coming up in January. That's my more horrible joke. <laughs> I feel like while she's saying that. But honestly, man, I'm excited to have you as a part of the lineup. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today and talking about Halo. I know we had a long convoluted discussion about who's the best team. And I think in the end, I'm, we'll call it a tie. We'll, we'll put it down to a tie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Taking all, all, the, all the factors into consideration, you know, the, the harder game, less wins, of course, you know, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Call, call it a draw. Yeah, sure. All right. GG's. Uh <laughs> Thanks for being on, and I'll, I'll see you in January, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Shout out to the whole uh, UGC, HCS Weekly team, Tony, Nick in the back. Love you guys. Hey. Hopefully, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Is that Tony just said A? <laughs> yeah, Does that come was. through? <laughs> oh, it's not on the stream. Uh, I thought you guys got to hear the voice of God come down with the stream. We only hear it. Okay. All right. Thank you uh, to the viewers also, all 95 of you, for tuning in. Um, we kick it back to Alex so I can jump out and then you guys can give away the pass. I'll do yeah. like a hair. Let's, let's give away that pass. See you around, man. All right, guys. So apparently we've got a, a UGC St. Louis pass to give away. Of course, we've got 128 available spots. This is one of the available spots you're going to be getting here. So this is going to go up on screen right now. I'm assuming Tony throw up the graphic guys, get your keyboards ready. Oh, that's it on the bottom. Team pass code right there. Go to ugcstore.gggghcxxxx pass. That's it. That's your code. Get there, guys. I don't know if you got like stream delay. If you're watching this on Mixer, you have an advantage. I think you have like a 10 second advantage on Mixer. So you're probably already there. You're, you're 10 seconds ahead. Get it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Belly's on that too. Let's get it. All right. So I don't know. Am I supposed to hang around until the person gets it and then say something? Or <laughs> what's up, Tony? What do I do? I'm I'm just we we gonna we gonna show off the HCS Weekly merch as well. Are we waiting for the uh, for the winner? I don't know. No merch. What? Come on, that's the usual. Tony says no. <clears throat> don't do the winner. Okay. All right, guys. We're not gonna we're not gonna. 
We're not going to announce the winner. All right. Okay, we are talking about the merch then. Guys, take a look what's on screen. Tony, put up the uh, the graphic. Of course, guys, you can support the show by buying some of this merch, these awesome HCS Weekly gear right here. And of course, everything that you buy not only supports the show, supports myself as well. And like usual, guys, I would highly appreciate some of that support. I currently have the hoodie. It's pretty badass. You should check it out, guys. It's, uh, it's an awesome way to get involved and be a part of our HCS Weekly community. Keep pushing Halo. Bring Halo back on the map, honestly. Halo, it's just so exciting. No matter what Halo game it is, it's so exciting to see some love see some support for such an awesome title so overall guys that closes out the show for today which team was the most dominant team in competitive halo it's up to you to decide i personally think it was tox guys i mean come on like the, the level of competitive play today is just insane like these guys are gods they have to be so much better than they had to be back in the day but everybody who plays halo at a high level is a legend honestly this game is so intelligent so intense so cerebral so difficult so you got to give it props just for the franchise but that's going to close out our show for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week.